I wanted to give you a little <clears throat> last taste of, um, of Larry Webster, my hero and mentor in chiropractic, before I read something to you that came out today that is probably one of the most shocking and appalling things I have read in my 30 years of chiropractic. Uh, and this is real, uh, and this is something that we're going to have to fight. This comes out of Australia from the Chiropractic Board of Australia. It's a position statement that was released this morning. And it reads like this. The health ministers have announced an independent expert review by Safer Care Victoria on spinal manipulation for infants and young children. The Chiropractic Board of Australia has set an interim policy, spinal manipulation for infants and young children, to protect the public until the outcomes of the expert review are known and a final policy is developed on the issue. The board advises chiropractors to not use spinal manipulation to treat children under two years of age, pending the recommendations arising from the independent expert review. This is real. See, I told you about it, and I've been telling classes about this for a long time, and then you have some other person trying to advertise for themselves, like I talked about last week, and this is the result, right? If we think about it as a team, right, we don't have this kind of, if you think about it for yourself, this is what happens. So it's not just that one chiropractor in, or those two chiropractors I told you about in Australia that are being penalized. It's now all of Australia and all the kids under age two are now not going to be able to have a chiropractor do spinal manipulation, which is a damn shame. And it goes on. It's like this is, this is the whole, there's a, a long statement here. And if you, if you Google this, if you Google interim policy spinal manipulation for infants and young children, you'll come up right to this. Right? Well, it's on a page that links it to this. But I would like to postulize for you, because this is something that's going through my head today, uh, and uh, I'm going to talk about it with different people as I'm banging this around in my head here. But I, I would like to suggest that what I have taught you this quarter is not manipulation. I'd like to suggest that what we have learned this quarter is an adjustment. And I would like to suggest that there is, as seen in a paper like this, that there is a difference between an adjustment and manipulation. And uh, this paper came out of the American Chiropractor, which is a relatively okay uh, magazine in chiropractic. Um, and it's, it says adjustment versus manipulation. Yes, language really matters to the future of chiropractic. Well, I think lang now language matters more than anything. So. My suggestion is to never use the word manipulation again in what you do. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I think that there is a vast difference between an adjustment and manipulation. I think an adjustment is a neurological uh, technique versus a manipulation is an osseous or biomechanical or musculoskeletal technique. And I would like to, if I had to, if I was on a trial right now, and I had to hang my hat on, if the, if the trial was, what is a, you know, can you do an adjustment versus a manipulation? My argument would be that an adjustment is a neurological phenomena that creates neurological and brain-based changes, where, at, 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 where a manipulation is something that creates osseous changes and, neuro, and, and musculoskeletal changes only. Um, because if you, if we go down the rabbit hole of where this might take us, this is a dangerous place, right? Uh, because 
you know, I, we were worried about this. We were talking about this for the last couple of years since it first surfaced in Australia a couple of years ago, and then it was in England uh, a year after that, and now it's back in Australia. We, we saw this coming, right? We, this is, this, they've been wanting to do this for a long time, and yet I can talk to you about a baby who came into my office on Monday morning, and the mom had come in last week for the baby's first adjustment. The baby was like a month old, or six weeks old, and the mom, uh, and the baby came in with colic and reflux, and the mom said, you know, I don't know what you did, it was like magic. The first adjustment, and she hasn't cried, she hasn't had any colic and reflux ever since. And I will tell you that I don't know what I would do if I couldn't do that. I don't know what I would do. I, 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 it's like I crave adjusting babies as much as I crave adjusting a child on the spectrum. And the problem, the problem with this position statement, the problem with this position statement is where does it go from here? Because what's the next one, right? Who knows what the next thing is? Uh, the next uh, uh, children or adults who can't get adjusted, right? And next there'll be a position statement you can't adjust. Like there are chiropractic schools now that I have been told that um, do not teach cervical adjusting anymore. There's no more cervical adjusting taught in these schools. So you're gonna adjust two thirds of the spine, right? So what, would, what profession would we call that? Because it's no longer a chiropractor, right? It's like two-thirds of a chiropractor. You know, I don't know what you would, like, so what would you do with the rest of it? you just ignore it? Send it out for dry needling or something? Like, so what's the next step? Right, this is, but, but I, I, I'm hoping, because I'm a pretty optimistic kind of person, that's just my nature, I'm hoping that this is gonna galvanize the chiropractic community here in the States and in Canada and say, all right, we better do something about this. We better do something about this because if it's, I do not want that wave coming here, right? So what are we going to do to stop that wave from entering our system here, right? Because it hasn't yet, right? It's been kind of staying down under, which is great. I hope it stays there. Um, but you know, things trickle around and I think we need to, to really hone in on what it is that we do, right? And why it's so important to, to make sure we're showing our best face forward at all times. And why it's so important to, to make sure that when we are trying to um, portray what we do to the public, that we have the best interests of chiropractic in mind, not the chiropractor in mind, right? Because we already see now what happens when the chiropractor is his or her own focus, right? We need to focus on us as a profession, right? Because I just, I look at this and I cringe, thinking that there's now, I mean, I don't know how many people live in Australia, I really don't know what the numbers are. Um, and clearly, if you really think about it, let's say, let's just take the states, here, clearly in the United States, we see about 10% of the population, give or take, right? So I don't know what the amount of kids is that we see, 
but it's way, way, way less than that, right? It's way south of 10%. Maybe it's 0.5% or 1% of the kids in this country. So, but for chiropractors like myself and other chiropractors who have been in the ICPA for years, this is a huge part of our practice. And I'm not even concerned about the numbers in terms of money, I don't care about that. I care about the kids. All the kids that won't, see because to me, what the, the, the reason I adjust that baby with colic or reflux is not because of the colic reflux, right? That's what we talked about. The reason we adjust the baby with colic or reflux is because that's an early warning system saying something's wrong with my brain, I don't even know how to digest food at this age, right? The reason we adjust the kid who's latching with nursing problems is not because they're latching and nursing problems, it's because it's an early warning saying, I can't even figure out how to put food in my mouth, right? It's already showing their brain is malfunctioning at that tender age of a couple of weeks or a couple of months old. To me, that's way more important. Like, this is the most important time to get them adjusted. Maybe not manipulate them, but get them adjusted. So what we need to do is figure out what is an adjustment and what's a manipulation. Right? So a lot of the work that I taught you this quarter was sustained contact and Logan and you know, adjustments like you know, some of the SOT kind of adjustments and stuff. Th these are not high velocity, you know, high force adjustments. These are super gentle adjustments. And what I'd like to suggest, like I said before, is that these are much more neurological in nature. Right? So, so is, can we safely say that? And here's the problem, and I think nobody's, nobody had the foresight to really come up with this, but has anybody really ever defined adjustment versus manipulation? Is that really written somewhere? I, I only had a few minutes before class to, uh, to figure this out, to try to look up you know, different research and stuff, and there wasn't a whole lot out there. You know, I showed you this one article from the American Chiropractor. Here's another article from JMPT, written a bunch of years ago, called the revised definition of manipulation, um, there's not a whole lot out there about the difference between an adjustment and manipulation. I think that's gotta be looked at. Because at some point, if someone comes knocking on your door and says, you would, do you do spine manipulation on children? You're gonna have to think about that. And you're gonna have to think about uh, when you're looking at your EHR, right? The way you're, if you take insurance, not that taking insurance is bad or wrong, so this is not about yes or no taking insurance, but if you're submitting to an insurance company and you're adjusting a kid, you're calling it spinal manipulative therapy. And in Australia, you can't do that anymore. Right? So we need to really start thinking, like, like that article I showed you over here just talks about, which is, and you can just say this is just semantics, but language really does matter, right? And so what does that mean? If, you, if, if the insurance company will only pay for spinal manipulative therapy, but you can't adjust a kid under two years old with spinal manipulative therapy if that's how things come to pass, what do you do? Right? So this is a huge conundrum that I see developing in the profession. And Webster is probably flipping in his grave right now, watching what's happening. Because he is the one who propagated what I believe to be the, the underpinnings of the neurological-based adjustment, of the brain-based adjustment concept, with sustained contact and Logan and infantile headpiece and all the things that he really was pioneering in for the kids. I think he was so important in this. And I don't know what he would think of 
of this. <clears throat> so I want you guys <clears throat> over the week and weekend, I know some of you guys are graduating, some of you guys, congratulations, it's your last class I ever heard you guys talk about before. That's super cool. <clears throat> but what I really want you to think about, uh, here's my take on this, <clears throat> is, is you're either graduating or getting really close to graduating, you better damn make sure this doesn't get happen over here. Because you know what? Like, it ain't going to happen on my watch. Like, I'm going to do everything in my can and my power to not have it happen. What are you going to do? Right? What are you going to do? Whether you're in this country or in Spain or wherever you end up, what are you going to do? Right? You can't, it can't just be about you and your practice. This is going way past because we have been, we've been hitting our head in the sands for a long time saying, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, and now it's not fine in Australia. And I don't want that to happen here. It's fine, it's, just, it's down there. It's just down there. They're not bothering us, right? They're not, maybe they won't notice us, right? They're noticing. They're noticing, they're plotting, they're scheming, they're waiting, right? What they did in Australia was they were waiting. They were waiting for one more slip up, right? One more slip up, saying, we're, we got this one guy a couple years ago and we kind of got him and everybody sort of you know, found what happened and he couldn't adjust kids anymore. We're waiting for one more person to do something stupid. One more person to kind of slip and slide a little bit. And then we'll make an example of everybody. And that's what they did, right? Don't let that be us. Don't let that be someone in this class. Don't let that be any of your friends and colleagues. Right? Make sure they know that this is unbelievably important because once they start saying who we can't adjust, there'll be more that we can't adjust. Right? Once they start putting rules and limitations saying two years old and younger, then it's six years old and younger, then it's 10 years old and younger, and who knows what's the next step. Right? So I really want you guys to think about this. I know it's kind of a bummer as the last class, but it just came out today, right? So we have to talk about what's really happening.